Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare hey it's jonas knox are you tired of endlessly searching for work applying for jobs and never hearing back job openings vanishing into thin air what if with just one connection you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring what if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee express employment professionals is your one connection go to expresspros.com with endless opportunities it's time to try something new in your job search let express employment professionals help you start at expresspros.com Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show comes to you live and direct from sunny Southern California every day, reminding you when a train hits a vehicle or railway crossing. The results are often deadly. Be cautious at crossings. The signals are going. Don't be tempted. Try and sneak across the tracks. Even if you don't see a train stop, trains can't brought to you by NHTSA. Um, Kevin Durant was joined by Draymond Green on his a podcast. And Durant said the two were simply exchanging texts about what had occurred in the 2016 NBA Finals, which the Warriors lost LeBron's Cavaliers, but never considered to be uh, considered to be a sense of urgency on Draymond's end. 
about getting him to sign with the Warriors in the offseason. This was Draymond's perspective on what actually happened. It was this whole narrative of like, you call Kevin and you call Kevin crying from the parking lot. I'm like, yo, this can be like y'all added a theatrical sense to make this movie. Like, you know, you you gotta make make TV. You gotta add on a little. So like, people just start pouring on, bro. But I I wasn't about to come out and fight it. Like at the end of the day, it was just however y'all think Kevin got here. Your mind, bro. What helps you out? Go with, and also, okay, so this for OKC fans. They thought me and Dre was hanging out, literally like chilling with each other during the conference finals. And when I heard that, <laughs> I was like, man, who do y'all think I am? Who do you think? <laughs> who do you think Draymond would hang out with me during the conference finals, like over my house? Like, come on, stop the. Exactly. Uh, that's Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Look, I have said this time and again, and I think. This story gives it validity, which is I, I it's fair for everyone to point out that Kevin Durant needed a title. We need to see him in a championship level competition in order to validate all of the previous successes. And would you prefer to be in Oklahoma City? Of course, of course. But there was a, a sense that they were topping out, right? Like that's Westbrook was Westbrook and there just was a limit to how much growth was there. And Kevin Durant, I'm sure was frustrated in that exact same year when they were up three games to one. Um, the Warriors were essentially guarding him with two guys. You know, they're playing a zone on any, on, on two players for the thunder. Cause they just didn't have enough shooting on their team. But, but this is what I've said. And I think this, uh, that podcast actually validates it, which is, yes, Durant needed the Warriors, but the Warriors needed Durant just the same, if not more so. Remember, Harrison Barnes was the fifth starter on that 73-win team that lost to the Cavs in the finals, and Durant essentially replaced him, and of course they had to scrap the bench in order to make it work financially. Now, I, I don't know how you look at it. I saw them win two... Two titles. I think they win a third title. If Durant is healthy, we'll never know. But there are some people that, well, it wasn't a success. Like, what do you mean? They played LeBron the next two years in the championship and won it. And the guy who was the better player on the floor during the, for the length of the, the NBA finals was in fact, Kevin Durant, same position. So it was a success by anybody's estimation. Two championships, one a third NBA Finals, and then injuries led to them losing in six to the Toronto Raptors. They had stunning success. But the other thing it says is what all successful businesses and successful people know is that you evolve or perish. I evolve or perish. And, you know... I think that the the easiest example of it, the easiest example of evolve or or perish, is Amazon. Right? What what Amazon has become now, like they protected themselves. Think about it. During the pandemic, during the pandemic, they provided you groceries. They provided you TV entertainment. Anything else you want to shop for, all one stop shopping. That's it. All one-stop shopping. This is from Amazon, which was essentially eBay before there was eBay. 
But why did they buy Whole Foods? Evolve or perish? Why did Netflix and Amazon both start creating their own content on their own video streaming services? Evolve or perish? It's too expensive to buy Friends and to buy Grey's Anatomy and run those. And then you have to constantly, it's constant check writing fast to those people, you know, whatever. Like the lowest overhead is actually spending the most upfront on, you know, owning your own movies and TV shows. And then you don't have to buy, you don't have to pay the middleman in terms of the network TV and sometimes the production company for the rights to broadcast it. Netflix and Amazon, you combine them with, with Nike, Nike has, in many ways, they moved away from third-party sales. Like, you go back 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and what would you do? You go to the mall, you go to Foot Locker, you go to Foot Action, you go get some kicks, right? And there were other, you know, you could do the mail thing with East Bay and with some other places. And, you know, then Zappos, of course, comes out, and Zappos like, look, we'll send you some shoes, you'll get them tomorrow. If you don't like them, put them back in the box and send them back, they're incredible. I'm not sure you wear, like, Nike's moving to... You know, as much online sales they can through their own website. So there's no third person. It's not just easier, but they make more money that way because there's not the extra mouth to feed in the foot action. It's diabolical to the foot actions and foot lockers, but the, the idea is it still works. It still works. Nike is the perfect example of evolve or perish. And that's what the Warriors figured out. And here's the other part to that exact same story that I don't know if people under, people remember. After winning that title, coming from three games to one down, the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James reportedly had interest in Chris Paul as a point guard. Remember, Kyrie Irving was like 24 at the time. He just played magnificent basketball, hit the big shot in game seven of the NBA Finals. And LeBron's like, yeah, we might want to upgrade. Why? Because LeBron operates by the same premise, which is... Evolve or perish. Evolve or perish. Yes, the Warriors, the, Kevin Durant needed the Warriors. He needed to compete for a championship. He needed to win a championship in order to solidify his legacy as one of the all-time great players. But let it be known, and it's pretty obvious, the Warriors needed Kevin Durant. They were very, very good without him. They needed to evolve or they would perish. The league was catching up to them. And they needed one more player. They needed a game changer. They needed somebody who could take over and just win them a game and win them a series. That was Kevin Durant, and that's what they got. And if you think it's a sign of weakness that they would go reach out after winning 73 games and losing in the NBA Finals, after nearly losing the Western Conference Finals, remember they were down three games to one in that deal. If you think that's a sign of weakness, then you're completely avoiding all of the different uh, metaphors to life, metaphors to business, metaphors even to sports business in terms of you got to keep getting better because if you're not getting better, frankly, you're getting worse. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more getting an interview with express can be as easy as a phone call and with just one application with express employment professionals you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community make your job search easier by letting the professionals at express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team express employment professionals is your one connection for getting a job visit expresspros.com today Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Dan Lutz joins us, sports lawyer at Garagos. Uh, Conduct Detrimental is his podcast. You can check it out. Dan, have you, you ever seen a case like this? No, I have not. In the sports context, legal context, uh, and I'm listening to your comments, Doug. Um, I think you're, you're probably spot on with Rusty Harden. Uh, he's a guy that litigates the cases in the press, and he's getting a little uh, dose of his own medicine here. Yeah, yeah, he's like, who told you you could do that? That's my game. That's what I do here, right? Oh, okay. And he's like, just just in case, I'm going to have a press conference of my own today because we're definitely not litigating the case in the press. <laughs> uh, he's got a little Denny Crane to him. Have you ever seen Boston Legal, right? He's got a little, got a little Denny Crane. Um, okay, so how big a deal is it that, how normal is it, I guess, is it for a defendant in a civil case 
to ask for their accusers' names to be revealed? It's going to happen 100% of the time. So uh, we can throw that one out the door. In a civil case where you're being accused of a crime, you're always going to ask for who's, you know, who's going after you. So I've, uh, you know, I've defended sex crimes case in the past in a, in a prior life. Um, you know, you're entitled to ask for that, right? There's going to be depositions, discovery. You're going to try to get uh, text messages, cell phone messages, pictures. You need to know who's suing you. So you're always going to be entitled to ask for it. Um, now, what is a little atypical in, in Texas laws, just so people are aware, um, you know, where I, where I practice it over in New York, what would generally happen in this type of case, you would get access to the names, but usually with some type of sealing order or confidentiality order, because the public doesn't necessarily need to know who the accusers are. But if you're, you know, the, the defendant in the case, you'd like to know. I don't know necessarily why the public needs to know, um, you know, the, the accuser's name. And likewise, maybe this is a, you know, a new point to some. I don't necessarily need to know that there is a lawsuit against somebody, and that needs to be public, right? Why does Deshaun Watson's name have to be put on blast, right? Why are we not having the conversation that both sides can be anonymous? Um, I don't know how necessarily newsworthy and how important it is prior to a judge putting his stamp of approval on the case. So, you know, if I'm doing tort reform here, I'm saying, hey, let's let both sides be anonymous until the judge comes in and says, hey, there's something here. But I feel a little bit uncomfortable that we're basically litigating a case uh, fully, and it's only been out for like three weeks. So yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't really like the precedent the setting. No, it, it's a really, uh, it's a really weird and kind of ugly precedence where they they're they're having to go kind of back and forth. Um, at this point, is there an out for Deshaun Watson? Because if he takes out the checkbook and writes, what is it, eighteen checks or whatever, he, he writes however many checks he has to take. That 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 to to public opinion is an admission of guilt, even if it's not an admission of guilt in a in a settlement. Are we past that point of no return where this thing is going to some, some, we'll have some sort of ruling on something at at the end of the day? I think we've passed it, and uh, you know the the thing that I hear people say online, like, "Hey, he should have, he should have sort of paid you know that hundred thousand to that first victim, and he would have been off the hook." You know, the truth is, uh, whether he paid her or not. We have 22 civil lawsuits filed, so maybe he saved himself right 100 grand because there would have been more people that came forward. Um, I think you know whether whatever people say about Tony Busby, he's done a very good job at bringing attention to this case. And you could say that's the bad part about Tony Busby, but that's probably the part that has made Tony Busby. If you read his bio, you know he settled two billion dollars of cases, so he obviously knows what he's doing. Um, I think we passed the the point of return with settling. Um, you know, maybe it's a, you know, a no-lose proposition at this point because Nike's dropped him, right? Beats by Dre has dropped uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, yeah, I mean, court of public opinion, he pays him at this point. That's uh, not going to go well. And obviously, a hefty suspension would come from the NFL. So really, I mean, this is a pure civil case at this point. Yeah, this is, might be a case that you have to go all the way. Uh, you know, very few cases go to trial, less than, you know, less than 1%. Um, but this might be one, right? Watson has the financial means to take a case to trial. And, uh, you know, these victims, they don't, you know, if they're going to say it's not about the money, it's about making an example out of Deshaun Watson on their end, right? Would they take the money at this point? That's the whole position that Busby has set up, that it is not about the money. So maybe if he wanted to put the money on the table at this point, it's really not clear if they'd even accept it. Yeah, no, it's it, it, th- that level to it, to it. Okay, so what's next? What's, what's the next step? Next step is waiting to see what the police does. I mean, that's uh, we have two separate police departments investigating this case, two separate uh, Busby clients filed uh, police reports with various police departments, one with Houston PD, another, I think, with Harris County, but I'm not, I'm not positive. Um, 
But, you know, that's, that's the shoe to drop, I think, on the NFL level. As, uh, Doug, as you know, the second there is a sniff of criminal charges, the DA puts their stamp of approval on a case and they say, hey, we think we can get beyond a reasonable doubt here, right? 90% guilt, whatever number you want to put on it. That's when the NFL is going to have a really easy decision on their hands. And they're going to say, hey, you know, our uh, personal conduct policy is something like credible evidence. It's very low. Beyond a reasonable doubt, it's very high. The DA's office takes it. We're comfortable suspending him. Uh, and that's what we saw, right, with the commission example of DeAndre Baker not so long ago, uh, even though he actually ended up beating those charges. Uh, that said, uh, if there are no criminal case, the DA's office doesn't announce those charges. NFL's got another really kind of slippery slope question. Do you suspend a guy with pure civil charges? Uh, and it's not what we saw with Antonio Brown, right? We don't normally see pure civil charges. NFL's done it, but, uh, you know, it's a lot of eyeballs. So you're asking me, Doug, as a betting man, I think it would be odd for the NFL to take a completely divergent approach from Nike. Nike suspended him, right? And, uh, you know, trying to protect the swoosh. And we know, Doug, the NFL protects the shield. Okay, so let's say they want to protect the shield, right? Um, but but when you, you you listen to accuser one, and again, like, something happened there, but what was described uh, by, by, again, and this is more what I'm reading, is more... Uh, like of misdemeanor cali- misdemeanor caliber, right? It doesn't feel like a brushing up of something against something and a force brushing up of it. It's uncomfortable, but does it rise to the level of felonious assault? It doesn't feel that way. How much does that affect how the NFL proceeds? I mean, if it was one case, it might affect it a lot, the difference between a misdemeanor and a felony. So people understand misdemeanor, that's, uh, you know, the general definition is a crime that's punishable by up to a year in jail, and then felony is anything above that. Uh, if it's one case, it's going to make a really big difference. But if there's 20 cases, it's not going to make that much of a difference because 20 times one year is still, like, you know, maximum of 20 years in jail. It's very serious. So, you know, if it's one case, yeah, it's going to make a world of difference. Um, it was a world where Antonio Brown almost got charged with a felony for his, uh, you know, his rock throwing into a delivery truck driver, but it, you know, he fled it down to a misdemeanor. So. Different, different world. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I think it's, at this point, really, you know, it's a matter of quantity versus quality. I don't know what the quality of the charges yet, right? There's still allegations, but quantity is there. And in criminal law, you really just multiply it out. That's how sentencing works, how many charges and the maximum sentence. So it's not going to look good. If tr- criminal charges come and you can say, hey, with all these different cases, you're looking at a maximum sentence of X amount of years in jail, it's, it's not going to look good. not going to look good for optics. And I think, uh, you know, the sponsors dropping him so quickly is going to put the NFL in a very tough position. Uh, all right. So quick guess. How does this how does this go? I mean, it's really that linchpin is the DA's office. If they just elect to take these charges. And I think, you know, you'd be remiss. You know, Tony Busby has put his foot in his mouth on a couple of occasions. I was just watching uh, the press conference with Rusty Harden. He similarly and maybe this will make news tonight, but he similarly made some uh, foot-in-his-mouth type comments. He said in a case about social media evidence that he is an idiot when it comes to social media. So, you know, both, both sides are making some very public gaps. Um, I think the DA's office is probably leaning towards taking the case. It's a high-profile case. Uh, and if they take it, uh, then, you know, I think a suspension comes right after that. I don't know why, uh, unless they just think that all these different sources are fabricating their stories. I think it's a case that the DA's office is going to want to take, but they're going to take their time at the investigation. So, Timing-wise, right, we get the draft, we get a couple things coming up. I don't think uh, the NFL is necessarily in a rush to get this done, um, but we'll see. I think a couple weeks, the DA's office is going to sit with this, and then uh, that's going to tell you if Watson's going to be in the field week one. There was a thought 
there was a thought uh, probably about three weeks ago when this stuff first came, started to come out. Like, hey, the timing of all this is really peculiar. Here's a guy who's a star, just signed a contract, but just said he wants out of the city. And now all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all this comes down after he... You know, it became, it's got to be very personal between he and Cal McNair in terms of why he doesn't want to work there. Now he doesn't, they don't have the option to move him. Nobody's going to take that. But is there, is there a way in which you could see it be um, some sort of, not a coup, but some sort of um, attack on Deshaun Watson from somebody who, somebody within the Texans organization because of his desire to leave the Texans organization? I've seen that narrative out there. Uh, I think something that didn't get as much publicity recently was this one of these Tony Busby press conferences. And we'll see if it comes to fruition, Doug. But there is a, at least talk from the victims or the alleged victims camp and Busby's camp of potentially bringing the Houston Texans in on this case if they potentially knew of his propensity for these type of actions, maybe with a, you know, any type of something that went on in-house. But he's saying he's conducting an investigation to go after the Texans. So... Anyone that's out here thinking, hey, the Texans are a part of this, they're on Team Busby, him making that type of comment tells you everything you need to know. And uh, I guess it's important to note, we keep hearing from Tony Busby's side, the case is not about money, it's not about money. Uh, the Houston Texans have much more money than Deshaun Watson has. So even the inkling and the, and the sniff and the aroma of the Houston Texans being brought into this case, um, it's going to take this in a much different narrative, right? Uh, so... Yeah, I don't, I, I don't buy any of those conspiracy theories. Obviously, you know, you're not going to uh, have start a lawsuit against uh, Deshaun Watson. It's going to tank his value for the team. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it. And uh, this case will take a very different and dramatic turn if the Houston Texans are brought into this. Dan Lust, sports lawyer, does an awesome job. Uh, check out his podcast, Conduct Detrimental. Uh, and, of course, his sports lawyer, uh, Garagas. Dan, great stuff. Thank you so much for joining us. Incredibly insightful. Thanks, Doug. A pleasure. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Dan and Jeremiah joins us. Move the Sticks is the podcast, NFL Network, Chargers radio analyst. He was breaking it down earlier today on uh, on the Cowherd Show. Let me let me start with Deshaun Watson. Like at Houston, you're just in a waiting game, but you talk to people in the NFL. Is he going to play any football this year? I don't think anybody knows, Doug. Um, literally, you know, it's uncharted waters here where everything is. I think the uh, the expectation and talking to people around the league are this is going to take time. Um, you know, I think when it originally started, I, you know, there was some thought, okay, this will be, you know, it'll be done and wrapped up one way or the other here before the draft. And I think we're nowhere close to this being. Uh, over with. So to me, it's, it's everybody's playing the waiting game um, and, and trying to figure out, you know, what type of a suspension could be coming. Um, nobody has uh, nobody has any information on that of what the, of what to expect. So again, really, we know nothing. All right, good talk. Appreciate. It. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> good talk, Russ. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. Let's uh, let, let's go around the league a little bit. Um, we're having these uh, second pro days. But it strikes me like you can't have an individual workout. Isn't that what a second pro day is? Like, like I can't have it. I'll just call it a second pro day, but it's really an individual workout. It's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a private workout that's not entirely private. Um, but what you can do is you can say, okay, you know, if you're Justin Fields and his representation and Trey Lance and his representation, you call the Niners 
uh, and the Falcons at three and four and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to work out again. It's open to all 32 teams. I don't know how many are going to plan on coming. I would bet there won't be more than a handful. Um, but when we get to this workout, you know, you guys run it, you know. So you want whatever throws you want to see me make that you haven't seen me make or you're curious about, you do it. Um, you want me to run, uh, you know, more movement stuff, more in the pocket stuff, whatever. It's, it's just like it's a private workout. It's being dressed up as a second pro day. Okay, so let's start with Justin Fields. Do you think the Niners are really on a Mac Jones, or do you think you just curious timing that they went to Mac Jones' first workout and, and not uh, not Justin Fields? Well, I mean, I, I still think from just from the information that you have that's out there that it still points towards Mac Jones, um, but I don't think that the process has been closed. So. Yeah, I, I do read into it a little bit that they, you know, were at max workout right after this went down or the thing, you know, at that time. So um, that still points to him, in my opinion, but they're going through the whole process with all with all the guys. So, um, you know, I don't think it's – in other words, I don't think the decision's done, but to me it's – until I hear differently, it still points towards one person, and that's Mac Jones. And what do you think of that fit? Well, I, I think it. I think we talked about this a little bit previously, but it's, you know, it kind of flies in the face of the theory that most team builders have, which is it's about the Jimmys and Joes, not the X's and O's. This is all about the X's and O's, and not about the Jimmys and Joes. This is about who is the perfect fit for what we do, um, and the success that I've had with this system, finding somebody who fits perfectly inside that box, and that's Mac Jones. So, um, yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's a good fit. I, I don't think that, uh, you know, he's more talented than, than the other two options that you would have there. But they are, if they do that, to me, they are drafting specifically to run exactly what they've always run and not really trying to expand what they've run. Yeah. Yep. No, he's, he becomes a system, a system quarterback. All right. So then who trades up to get number four? Who trades up to get the next quarterback? Well, I, I keep an eye on Denver. They've just done so much work on the quarterbacks that, you know, Carolina, you know, got theirs with Sam Darnold, so I don't see them doing it. And that points next in line would, would be Carolina with, the you know, the potential, I guess, with the Patriots back there at 15. If, you know, if they see somebody that they like and they think they can go get, you know, it's just probably as close as they're going to be to, you know, the top 10. I think they're a high-floor organization, Doug, so I, mean, I just don't see them picking in the top 10, even without Tom Brady. With all the opt-out guys back and all that, they're just, you know, they're going to be a 500 or better team. So uh, this would be their opportunity to do it. Um, so those would be the two that I would, you know, keep an eye on. Dana Jeremiah, our guest on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Who would the Patriots like the most? For me, I think Trey Lance w- would make the most sense for them. Um just in terms of what was on his plate at North Dakota State, the Patriots are kind of notorious for putting a lot on your plate. I think he'd be able to, uh, you know, to make that transition. I think his athleticism, um, you know, still allows him to do a lot of things they want to do and mix in some quarterback run game we saw with Cam Newton last year. So, uh, to me, if I'm looking at, at both those options, and I, I like both of them, I, have, I just have Trey Lance one spot over field. So, um, and looking at it from a Patriots standpoint, I think that, that would be a good fit. Hmm. Okay. And then who's the better, who's the best fit in Denver? Well, I mean, I, again, I, I kind of just go back to how I have them stacked. So I have Lance over fields, but I think either Lance or fields 
for me, they carry a much higher grade than, than what Drew Locke had. So I think either one of those are upgrades. I don't think they're going to be in a position where they get to make a choice. Um, they'll be fortunate to see one of those guys there when they're on the clock. Does, uh, what do you think of how Sam Darnold fits in Carolina? I, I like Sam's fit there. You know, I always come back to the three P's, right? You want to go somewhere where you've got a good play caller, you've got some protection, and you've got some playmakers. And I think he's upgraded all three spots there, you know, going from the Jets to Carolina. And now they're freed up with that eighth pick where they can get a tackle, which they desperately need. And it's not a bad offensive line, and they get better uh, there. And so I, I think with, with Joe Brady, you know, quick decisions, get the ball out of your hands and be able to move him a little bit if you want. Um, I think Sam fits in uh, well with what he wants to do. I'm excited to see him, Doug. I, you know, I was big on Sam coming out. It hasn't worked out for a whole host of reasons, but – I think this is the time where we can evaluate him. You know, it's 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 going to be an environment where he should be successful. So we'll see how he does. No, no, no question about it. I'm I'm with you. I was high on him. I don't think he ever had the resources around him. And 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 in fairness, like he didn't play as well as he needed to play. I'm not sure how anybody plays in that in that uh, predicament. Juju Smith uh, Schuster goes back to Pittsburgh. Says he could have gone to Kansas City. Could have gone to Baltimore. Uh, feels like a one-year deal. He's playing the, hey, next year salary cap goes up, and he didn't have as good a year as he wanted to have. Was it a smart decision for him to go back? Yeah, I think if you're going to do a one-year deal, um, you need to go to the place where you can optimize your production so you get back to the market in a good place. And, you know, to go through an offseason and, and try and learn everything and have everything on the line in one year and hit the ground running, I think would be a little bit of a challenge. Um, especially, you know, some of the options where he was looking at. You know, Baltimore loves to run the football. Kansas City has a lot of mouths to feed. Um, so, to me, it's a familiarity. The quarterback, uh, you know, relationship that he has there with Ben is really good. And so you, you hope that, you you know, you have a little bit better statistical season and then hit the market again. He's still a really young kid. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Totally with you on that one. Um, look, Kyle Pitts is off the charts in terms of how people – uh, have graded him. He's like an X man, right? Six six, two forty, running a four four. But like for Atlanta, if they say, "Hey, we want to take the best non quarterback," is he far and away the best non quarterback at his any his talent to his position as opposed to like Sewell at his position? How do you evaluate the non quarterbacks? Yeah, for me, it would be Pitts. You know, uh, he's he's the best player at his position. He's the best player at that position that I've ever evaluated. So. Um, it, that to me puts him in, in pretty rare air, and and to me be the best option there. I just when I when I look at Atlanta though, I just look at it Doug. Like technically they've got three options, right? They can they can they can trade out, they can take a quarterback, or they could take a you know another position. To me, I, I I would not take another position. The value of that pick is to get your future quarterback, or the value of that pick is to cash it in and trade out. As much as I love Kyle Pitts and and he is a special special player. I think that the, the value there is, is quarterback one way or the other. Either you take one or you get a hole to get out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. But, again, if you think that can elongate your quarterback's career two years or three years or something with that type of freak athleticism, maybe. But I'm generally – I'm with you. The, the value is so much greater for a quarterback in this day and age. In any day and age, but especially this day and age, you almost have to trade out of it if you're not taking a quarterback yourself. Daniel Jeremiah, Move the Sticks is the podcast, NFL Network and Chargers radio analyst. Do you have a Slam Diego Padres t-shirt? Um, 
I, I actually personally don't have a Slam Diego Padres T-shirt, but all of my children do. Um, I have a uh, I have a Machado uh, like a Manny shirt, um, and then I have uh, like a Tatis a Tatis shirt with his you know with his hair where it has like words in his hair instead of his actual hair. It's kind of a a, a breaking T-shirt thing uh, that they sent me. So no, I represent the Pods, but I, I do not have that one. Okay, so you don't really represent the pods. You you, you act like you do. Wow. I mean, you just, wow. How's how's Tatis doing with this new contract? I haven't I haven't looked. Oh gosh, Doug, that's that's hitting? tough. That it's just not very nice of you. It's just really not. Very oh, I nice. hadn't I hadn't I looked. Say, Is he not doing well? Uh, well, I mean, hopefully he's going to play again this season. That would be the first thing. Oh, that's um, too bad. We're looking that's, forward to that. Hopefully, I'm, I'm, I'm messing. You. <laughs> I'm just I'm just because the Angels are it's actually decent nice. now. I'm just messy. Nice. Listen, I, I love a helpless baseball team in Southern California too. Okay, so you know, I mean, I we don't got know if you pitching though, Doug. We're going to be there in the end because we've got pitching. I, I, I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with the we, but I'm I'm very happy for your baseball team. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you, buddy. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Search FSR to listen live. Hey, I'm John Middlecoff, and I host the 3 and Out podcast. Do you like football? Do you like the NFL? Do you like the NFL draft? Quarterbacks? Coaches? Well, I talk about it all on the show. I used to work for Andy Reid as a scout. Now I give you my unfiltered and raw opinions on everything that goes on in the NFL. And you know we're talking college football because of how important the draft is year-round. Listen to the 3 and Out podcast with me, John Middlecoff, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Job searching can be a lonely process. Endless searching, phone calls that go nowhere, applications that vanish. It's time for a better way to find a job. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you. Each year, tens of thousands of job seekers find work with help of Express Employment Professionals, and Express helps people find all kinds of jobs, from manual 
manufacturing to logistics to customer service to accounting and more. Getting an interview with Express can be as easy as a phone call. And with just one application with Express Employment Professionals, you're in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Make your job search easier by letting the professionals at Express be your talent agent to find you the right spot on a great team. Express Employment Professionals is your one connection for getting a job. Visit ExpressPros.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. My brother's a college assistant. He's been a college assistant for 25 years or so. And um, uh, if you if you go and you listen to my podcasts, and there's some really, really good ones, really good ones, uh, in, it's called All Ball. Um, there's a coach named Todd Simon. And Todd is the head coach at Dixie State University. Now, Dixie State is in St. George, Utah. Used to be a really good junior college program. They went Division One, and they, they actually won their league this year, and now they're moving from that league to the WAC, the Western Athletic Conference. Um, and uh, uh, Todd Simon's a, a really, really, really good dude. And um, he's somebody who, who he, he started, he got his start, uh, coaching, um, kind of start coaching at Finley Prep, right? And at Finley Prep, uh, um, at Finley Prep, he was the assistant coach, and he had twelve guys living in a house, and he and his wife had just gotten married. It's a true story. Like you go to my podcast and you'll check it out. Um, by the way, Todd's the head coach at, at Southern Utah, not Dixie State. New, different, different school, also in Utah. This one's in Fow, uh This one's in um, where is uh, where is uh, shoot? I gotta figure out where where Southern Utah is. Southern Utah is in a different town. It's it's in Cedar City, Utah. Okay, so they won their league this year. They're also going to the WAC. They'll be alongside Dixie State. Anyway. When my brother got the job at Cal, he was at San Diego State for eight years. When Steve Fisher first got there, they went from like six wins to getting the NCAA tournament win their conference. So my brother gets to Cal. They need a point guard. 
So now he's in the Pac-10 and usually can recruit a little higher level of, uh, of athlete. He goes to Finley Prep. And Finley Prep that year had Tristan Thompson and pro after pro after pro. And he asked Todd Simon, he says, uh, who should I recruit? He says, the Mexican kid with the ponytail. He's like, he's terrible looking. He's like, well, watch him for a little while. And you'll notice that every team he's on in every pickup game seems to win. And on the other team, if it's our team, it's another team, somebody always wants to fight him. My brother coached uh, Jorge Gutierrez four years at Cal. He became the Pac-12 player of the year. He played in the NBA. He's vastly, he's, he's gone back and forth between NBA G League and playing some in Mexico where he's a, a superstar. And to this day, every game that Jorge Gutierrez plays in, some of the other team wants to fight him. Now, that may seem like a bad thing, but it's not. And you know who else has that? Patrick Beverly and the Clippers. Rondo's got a little bit of that. Patrick Beverly's got a lot of that. And uh, Patrick Beverly leaned into Suns point guard Chris Paul, giving him an elbow. Two officials were having none of it. They called uh, Beverly for a flagrant two foul and ejected him. Clippers end up winning the game 113 to 101 because they have Rajon Rondo now, another guy who people will sometimes want to fight. I thought a great pickup as a backup point guard for the trade, more of a true point guard than than what uh, uh, um, Patrick Beverly is. But Pat Beverly, his gift is some of the other team wants to fight him every game they play. That can be harnessed, that can be used, that can be an absolute positive. Marcus Smart has that ability. Matthew Delavadova has that ability. Uh, they just, those guys play hard and, and live around the border of what's clean and what's dirty. And as long as they're on the clean side, they're fine. But it definitely makes guys want to fight. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Let's uh, welcome in another B. Brandon Whedon joins us fresh off a of golf course. Where'd you play? Uh, we're at Oak Tree National, playing a little uh, Masters um, kind of tournament. It's a pretty fun little format. It's a two-man best ball. With, uh, we all pick a pro, and, and uh, our scores and their scores combined. And We, we didn't finish DFL, but we're, we didn't play very good. We're, we're kind of right in the middle of the pack. So it was, uh, it was fun, though. Okay. Uh, how'd you do? You've been a, how'd you personally play? Man, some good, some bad. I'm still not there. My game's just not uh, not as sharp as as I'd like to be. It's still a little early. I mean, we're just now turning the corner and getting green grass. You know, around here it's pretty dormant, and out at Oak Tree, the the lights can get a little tight. So you gotta your iron game's got to be, especially with your wedges, got to be pretty dialed in. And right now, I'm just I'm just not really hitting it close, making a bunch of pars, um, not putting it great. But you know, I mean, I don't know. It, Decent, but not great. Not not good enough. You need, you, you need a hug. Do you need a hug? Do you want to do? Please, a radio man. Hug? Yeah, I'm struggling, man. I was. Radio, radio. I, was feeling, I was feeling sorry for myself this afternoon. I mean, I just, I hit my. I bet I didn't miss a fairway until the last tee ball, and then. But I still. I mean, I, I just making a bunch of bars. I can't make any birdies, man. I need. I need some love. Okay, uh, we'll give you that kind of radio audio hug. Um, have you ever? You guys ever heard my thing on on watching golf on TV on how it's a, a lot like adult films? Have you guys ever heard that? I've heard it. I think I heard it last year when we had this conversation. You did? Really? I think so. Okay. Ramos, have you heard it? The, the adult uh, stuff? 
Yes. Yes, I, I heard it as well, yes. Okay, all right. Should I not go to it? Because not you can always pick up a tip from a pro, right? Playing it makes you want to perform it, all these things. All right, we'll get into that probably uh, maybe a little <laughs> later on in the show. Brandon Whedon is, is, is our guest. Um, okay, so they can have private workouts, but so what Justin Fields and uh, Trey Lance are doing is they're having a <clears throat> second pro day, which is really a private workout, not really a private workout. You've been through it. You've done it. What are those like? Um, yeah. You know, each one's different. I, you know, the, what's tough about that is, you know, what they're trying to do is get you kind of out of your comfort zone. You know, your, your pro day is in your comfort zone. Every throw is scripted. You've worked on those throws, probably with those receivers, you know, a handful of times. You know, you, you can kind of know what to expect. You know what play actions you're going to have. You know, when these teams come in, you know, they're going to throw a couple wrinkles in there. I mean, they're going to, you know, they may get you on the board. Uh, they may ask you some, you know, coverage questions, protection questions, stuff like that. Just kind of get you uncomfortable and kind of get you out of your, out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man. I always had fun with that. I, you know, I was, I was kind of like the challenge of it. You know, the throwing part I never had a problem with. I mean, I feel like you, back when I was throwing, I feel like, you know, you name a route, I feel like I could have made it. Uh, especially, you know, on air when is what they want. But you know, these teams, you know, they want to know what they're going to get. I mean, there it sounds like these. There could be four or five guys taking the first twenty picks, so you know these teams are obviously doing their homework and trying to trying to learn more about them. Um, you know, you, you got a guy like like Trey Lance, obviously uber talented, big arm, athletic. You know, but the the quality of competition he's been playing against, you know, it's just call a spade a spade. It's not what you know Mac Jones has played against or or Justin Fields and these guys like that. I mean, it's it's a completely different deal. So they're they're trying to see. You know, is this guy the real deal up close and personal with their own two eyes and, and kind of see if, you know, what he does in person kind of matches what they see on tape? Mac Jones is just, I mean, he had an unbelievable skill set wide receiver at running back this year as well in Alabama, um, causing some people to have him rise up the draft boards, maybe to three in San Francisco. But I, you can you look at him, you look at Justin Fields, you're like, okay, what am I missing here? Justin Fields looks like all of these new quarterbacks in terms of arm strength, uh, success in college, ability to move the pocket with his legs. Um, how do you, how do you do as a guy who's played the quarterback position? And look, you weren't a fleet of foot, but you had a cannon for an arm. You're deadly accurate. Uh, you're older, mature. You could read a defense. Like, how do you evaluate the foot speed, athleticism versus the football IQ and readiness to play between those two players? Well, I mean, I think you know the perfect package if you got a guy that. That's got both, you know, the, the way the league is with the way the pass rush is, um, you've got to be, you know, somewhat mobile and you've got to be able to, to get out of the pocket or you've got to have a system that kind of protects that, you know, and keep you in the pocket, maybe max protect play action, get you away from line of scrimmage types of things like that, which is what Shanahan does. And, and I think we briefly talked about that last week. You know, I, I to me of those two guys, you're talking about Justin Fields and Mac Jones, I think just, what I know about Shanahan's offense and what I've seen in college of those two guys, Mac Jones may fit that style of offense maybe a little bit better than maybe Justin Fields. Not to say that Justin Fields can't do it. I mean, the dude's uber sure. talented. I'm not, I'm not just, but I, but I just think, you know, that system kind of protects guys that can't run around. I mean, Tom, you know, there's been, there's been several guys, you know, Brady kind of runs a similar system. I mean, they do the play action stuff and they, they do some similar things, but it, you know, they're, they're going to try to use Mac Jones if, if they do take him and, and do the things, the, the, the wide zone, play action, keep you in the pocket, and, and 
try not to try to keep him in the pocket, not get him, let him get out outside the pocket. But it, it's all based on you know the team's um, system for one, two the guys they have around him. Like you just said, I mean, he was at Alabama, and Mike Jones was at Alabama, and he had just dogs everywhere. It didn't matter what system you're in. I mean, drop back, you know, find Waddle, uh, find Devontae, some, find somebody and just throw it up. I mean, those guys are so much better. Well, it's not going to be that way in the NFL. It's going to be a little different. So, um, you know, I, I just think I, I hope for this, for those two guys, for all these quarterbacks, they go to a system that fits their need and, and they got players around that can help because um, those first couple years in the league, man, it is a humongous learning curve. And I, I just I can't stress that enough. I think the, the jump from – and not necessarily, I mean, everybody talks about the speed, everybody talks about everything else, but, you know, just the complexity of everything you're doing, complexity on offense, complexity on defense, uh, you have so much more on your plate. Um, so, you know, you, you got to find a guy that's going to fit that need. And that, that's a big word right now. Everybody's, you know, Mel Kuyper, every time you, you turn them on or him, Todd McShay, it's, do they fit that need? And that's that's what's going to be most important about these these teams that are taking quarterback, especially early on. Yeah, and then you got to support him once once he once he gets there. And, and, uh, um, I thought this was kind of right up your alley. I was watching Aaron Rodgers, and he said, "Like, look, I work like 175 days in Green Bay. I have the bandwidth to do that and do Jeopardy. Jeopardy's like 50 days a year. I, I know that we all want to point out. Well, maybe Aaron Rodgers doesn't work as hard as like. Look, Tom Brady. He he just took a vacation to cut uh, cutter." Like what you do in the off season, do, is it possible to have a fifty day second job in the off season and still be a great quarterback? Mm, gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I don't think it's ever been done. But you know, I, with the way they can film, it sounds like you film these these fourteen shows or whatever in like five days. So if you can knock yes. out fifty days worth of work in two weeks or three weeks, you got plenty of time to do that. You know, and just find a way. You know, the TV the way they do it now. You, I mean, you know. They can they can find ways to to make it look like they they aired every night, but it'd be tough. I mean, I wouldn't put anything past that dude. Obviously, he's a very smart, cerebral guy. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't count him out. I mean, that's uh, he's at the point in his career where you know he's he's uh, got a pretty good feel of what he wants to do offensively. He knows defenses. I mean, you know, so even though he studies his tail off. Um, yeah, you know, yes, I, I think he. If he wanted to do it, I'm sure he could. I'm sure he could find a way to make it happen. Juju Smith-Schuster chose to go back to the Steelers. Now he said, "Like, hey, look, I almost went to Kansas City for more money. It was actually just more in incentives. Baltimore is more money and a little bit more in incentives." He had kind of a weird relationship with with Big Ben. Not a bad relationship, but but when they were both kind of floating around, they weren't. Juju joined us on the show. He's like, I haven't really talked to him. Uh, when a guy thinks he's going to go get paid elsewhere and comes back for another year, what's that dynamic like? Uh, I mean, if I'm Ben, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that, that Juju decided to come back. I mean, I think I feel like if if I had enough, I'm a young receiver and I got an opportunity to go play with you know Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. Uh, I mean, you can go out and have a hell of a year and parlay that into a, a four year deal making twenty a year or whatever you know whatever the going rate is now, but. Uh, not that Ben, you know, Ben played well at times last year, played not so well at times. Um, but I just, you know, I just feel like if I'm a young receiver, especially if I get an opportunity to go play with those two quarterbacks, I mean, that, uh, and Andy Reid and, and, you know, all those guys that, you know, that, uh, have these high flying offenses, I feel like if I'm a receiver, that's kind of what I want to be a part of. But, uh, so I was, I was a little shocked. Um, I didn't, I didn't, once I knew that other offers on the table, I, I thought he may, 
may decide to go somewhere else, just given where Ben's at in his career and, and um, you know, kind of where they're at. I mean, they got a good football team, but, um, you know, maybe he thinks he can be the number one. He's going to get, you know, 150 targets this year. And if that's the case, then I, des- then I definitely don't disagree with him. I think he may have, may have made the right decision. So we'll see. Now, he's a good player, and, and uh, you know, if he can go have a big year, then, you know, go out and he'll, he'll make as much money as, as, uh, as he can stand to make. All right, Sam Donald's kind of going through what you went through, only he's getting a chance to start at his new place, whereas you had to go be Tony Romo's backup, right? But you go through the kind of the, you're on a bad football team and all of your bad habits come out because you're running for your life, right? This is kind of your life early on in, in, in Cleveland at times. If you were to call Sam and go like, hey man, let me give you a little bit of advice. I've lived your life. I know you're the starter. I was the backup when I went to Dallas, but your second tour of duty, your second team, how do you handle it? Um, you know, walk in there like, you know, eyes up, chest back, and it, this is your football team. I mean, come in there and, and just be the leader. You know, it's hard to do that when I, you know, I couldn't do that in Dallas, obviously. Um, but, you know, with, you know, he's a young player. I mean, I, I still think Sam Donald can play. I, I really do. I think he's in a, in a pretty good spot there in, uh, in Carolina. He's got a couple of really good receivers, obviously really good back, pretty good offensive line, and, and a good supporting cast. So, I, you know, if I'm him, I'm tickled to death. One, I'm going to a team that has a chance to win. But, you know, two, he's get a, he gets a fresh start. You know, New York's tough. Everybody's beat him up and worn him out up there. Seems like he's got a pretty good head on his shoulders. But man, just go in there and, and say, hey, look, man, this is, you know, kind of shrug your shoulders and say, man, I got a fresh start. You know, it's a, it's a clean slate. Go out there, you know, uh, just kind of embrace your new teammates, get to know everybody, and uh, say, hey, look, Here's the deal. We're going to bring go. We're going to win games, and and uh, I'm here for you. I mean, just and just be the leader. That he, he seems like he is. He's a pretty mellow guy, but he seems like he's a pretty good leader on the field. He's he's got uh, you know he's, he's got some savviness to him. So yeah, it's it's not easy. It's easier said than done. It's it's hard to go to a to a new place and and you're, you're changing cultures and you try to walk into one and kind of bring on your own. But uh, you know, everybody now knows. I mean, everybody knows. He's he's a starter. You know, he, it's his franchise. It's his football team. Go in there and act like it, and, and take the bull by the horns, and, and let it rip, man. Don't hold anything back, and and uh, you know let it let it fly. What is that interaction with? Again, you came to Tony Romo's team, but you had been a starter in Cleveland. Teddy Bridgewater is was the starter, is now going to be back to being like what first time you when when you signed with Dallas. And again, granted, it's a different scenario. But what was that first interaction with Tony like on, uh, at the facility? It was it was awesome. I mean, he was like, "Hey, man, you know, glad to have you. Uh, anything I can do to help, you know, don't hesitate. Um, you know, I'm 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 here to help you. If you got any questions, I'd love to help." He goes, "You know, I've seen you obviously play the last couple of years. We played, you know, we played against him in 2000. I think it was 13 in Dallas. I played pretty good. We had a chance to win that game. And um, you know, it was it was that. It was you know, glad to have you. I mean, he uh, obviously I'm, I'm not putting pressure on him. So he you know he wasn't uh, he didn't feel like he had a he didn't have a guard up or he he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't trying to give me the stiff arm. I mean, he he was very uh, very welcoming and and kind of open or welcoming with open arms, and it, it was great. I mean, he was always always great. I learned more. I tell people this. I'm not exaggerating. I learned more in those two years with with him probably than I did in my seven years combined in the NFL. Just you know, watching him work, some of his ideas, um, some of the nuance, just a little stuff that he you know the details that you know a lot of people don't work on and, and worry about. And, um, you know, I learned a lot just kind of sitting there. I didn't say much, didn't ask a lot of questions, but he, uh, he taught me a lot and he's, you know, you can see it on TV now. He's, he's a very bright dude. 
What was what was Jason Garrett like? Jason was awesome. You know, he uh, he would come around. You know, the offense a little bit. Um, you know, he had Scott Linehan as offensive coordinator, and, and Scott kind of kind of ran the show. I think Jason, you know, put had his input. Um, he was he was always great. I always always had a had a good time around him. He's a, he's a super nice guy. Um, you know, he's very. Uh, uh, I don't want to say not cliche is not the word, but he's you know he's he's got his routine. He's I tell people the first team meeting I walked into uh, when I was in Dallas. I mean, you'd have thought the president was speaking. I mean, he he gave his team speech the first, you know, the first uh, time we were all together as a as a team. And he gave his his little uh, team meeting speech, and I was like, oh my god, I mean, this guy. I mean, I almost had to turn around and look and see if he was reading off a teleprompter. I mean, he's just he's a machine. You know, he's just everything he does is you know kind of cut and dry, and you know, there's no you know, no, no craziness there. He just, uh, he, he's got a routine to him and, and, uh, but he's, he was a great guy and, you know, he, you know, in my opinion, did, did a pretty good job down there. He had, he had a tough job and, you know, he, uh, he won a bunch of games for that, for that franchise. All right. Well, we've given you the audio hug. You've given us a ton of information. Now go back and have a, have a nice iced tea or a cold drink, a cold beer and uh, get after it again tomorrow. You do get to play again tomorrow, don't you? No, we're done. I'm headed to the lake with uh, some buddies first thing in the morning. So, first I got to go. I got to go call plays of kindergarten flag football game here in about an hour and a half. So, that'll stress me out. I'm sure I'll have to have a couple cold drinks after that. But then, uh, yeah, I'm gonna get up and go after go to the lake after during brother during. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> like, like, I'm not coaching uh, flag football tonight. I got basketball tonight, but the flag football is at four thirty. So, be like, I'll, I'll have a cold one during the game if I'm not coaching. That's uh, that's can, now can I may have to, is, I may have to sneak does, a Yeti or something in there just to see if I yeah because it man I tell you what it's it's herding cats but it's uh it's a lot of fun um I'm sure it is um at the lake you water skiing you jet skiing you driving the boat what's your game no no we're gonna um just like I said some buddies we're gonna go play golf in the morning and then we're gonna uh get the boat in the afternoon we'll probably just go out tie up have a cooler full of beer and and uh, and kick back. Now we're the water's too cold here, man. We we haven't we haven't turned the corner weather wise, so it's a little too chilly to get in the water. So I'm just gonna yeah, kick back, relax. I've been I've been dadding pretty hard, so I need a I need a couple of days to have a little restart restart here. <laughs> I've, I've been dadding pretty hard, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll come back at dad hard. I mean, I, I love it. I, I've been dadding well, pretty I, I hard. I, hey, listen, I told my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to be watching the Masters regardless. So I can either sit on the couch and watch the Masters here, or I can go to the lake with my buddies and watch the Masters there. She's like, get your ass out of here. Go to the lake. Get away from me. So I got uh, I got a free pass. I'm out. I'm going. That's awesome. Way to take control. Good job. Enjoy the lake. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Talk to you later. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.